Hi. And everyone, welcome to Chica Chat with Two Healthy Chicas. I'm Des. And I'm Becky. And this is a pod about two lifelong friends on our journey to health, wellness, and joy. So grab yourself a margarita, maybe a journal, some quiet <laughs> space, <laughs> and some chips and guac because it's yes. always good. <laughs> yes, that, that's great self-care for me. So join us for a fiesta of feelings. <laughs> and good, so, so good times and bad times and all the times in between. <laughs> all the times in between, yes. And so on this um, episode, we are going to be talking about um, mental health, kids, screen time, and then just other other people that can affect our our mental health, I guess. I mean, how, how would you kind of sum it up? I think, so Mental Health Awareness Month is yes. May, right? Yes. So we were talking, you and I were going back and forth about, we always talk about mental health. And I think it's awesome because I think it's too healthy chicas. We talk about our physical health and our mental health. And I think it's all in one, right? But- I almost wish it people just said health, but I understand why you use the word mental health. Um, but, so I feel like we talk about it all the time on every single episode in one way or another, we mention it. And I love that about us because it's so important. So then it's like, okay, so what do we do as far as mental health awareness month? Do we, you know, what else do we talk about? And you were bringing up, you know, Diego's screen time. And then I'm thinking, um, I've been dealing with some friends going through some, some issues and how am I balancing that? And then also my teenagers and my parents and my husband and my brother, you know? So it's, um, it's about, you know, I think boundaries. I think it's about setting up expectations and also maybe daily practices and what we're trying to do. And then the other thing we talked about was how have we changed as far as looking at mental health? Like for me, I know that over the last few decades, I've lost a few friends um, to suicide. And so I've developed, and, and it's very topical for me because last week was the anniversary of one of uh, my friends who had died by suicide. And, and my view of why and how and what, because you start to, you know, ask all these questions has changed a lot over the last decade. And I'm much more empathetic and I'm much more accepting and I'm much more kind about people that get to a place that I've never luckily gotten to, um, where I used to be a little bit angry, right? Or, yes. or I thought it was selfish or I used, I used very, um, harsh words around it because I was in so much pain and those words were about me. They weren't about that person like that where, where, you know, we look at mental health different than we did, um, in our twenties, right? Like maybe we thought we had to look like we were always happy at working at the seal or, or always happy working, you know, at a restaurant or always happy in college or whatever it was, or always happy in a relationship where in our forties we're like, hell no. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and I just think that there is, um, you know what I mean? We're definitely seeing a growth in suicide numbers, especially around kids especially based in the pandemic. Um, you know what I mean? The, the numbers, um, like I said, I'm trying to look up a statistic. I know I probably need to say that because I don't know why I always have problems with that word. 
Well, it's not a fun word usually. It's not it's like, a fun word. How many presents are you going to get on your birthday? <laughs> right, right. And so, and so, just to just kind of give a number because I feel that's that's what. Oh, uh, it's worse. Yeah. Sorry, I looked it up. It's worse in Spanish. It's estadísticas. <laughs> oh yeah, but I think I could say estadísticas better <laughs> than. <laughs> Statistics. I don't know why I have problems es, with that word. Estadísticas. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. Um, and so um, in 2020, suicide rates were higher amongst adults 25 to 34 and um, 75 to 84. And I, um, it isn't necessarily giving the rates for children under mm. that age. But on average, about 130 suicides happen per day. And that is the absolute lowest number, um, highest. I, I'm not sure exactly how I'm trying to say this, but like yeah. that number I, I has to do with the worst case scenario of mental health going untreated. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, I, and I've done um, a little bit of research as far as what gets people to that point. And a lot of times it's just, it's individuals have um, like a chemical reaction in their brain. So it's not even, it's not even always that it's someone who's been struggling a lot with mental, like that's the challenge, right? Is, is the mystery behind it. So, um, so we're not, you know, this whole episode's not going to be about suicide, but we just want to talk about you know, like you had said, things that um, we need to kind of keep a pulse on as far as our children and what we're looking for. And like, as simple as screen time, like, what is that? How does that impact Diego? I know you mentioned something about that. Yeah. So, um, so let me just kind of, you know what I mean? Because I love to tell the story. So and then and then I feel like I have like the epiphany. And then after the epiphany happens, then the other information starts to flow in. Right. So, um, our son sometimes can like to wake up at five thirty and five forty-five, and it's really rough for me. <laughs> right. And um, and so once again, probably around six thirty, I'm probably good, but probably before like six thirty, that's really hard for me. And um, and so um, we had allowed him to start playing this game of uh, plants versus zombies, and then there's <laughs> a plants versus zombies too. And the first game we we did okay with. When we got into the second game, his anxiety level around oh. the game because it was tougher for him. Yeah, I really started to notice, started to get like increased, and so Ugh. and so and for us, the great thing is was he, what did that look like? So yes, was he. Wanting um, to play it more? Was he getting yes, frustrated? Okay. Yes. So um, wanting to like, you know what I mean, have the device in the car going to and from school um, and then trying to get him off the device to okay. uh, go to school was uh, hard. Okay. Wanting to come, not wanting to play at the park. Wanting oh, to come okay. home and play on play on the game. It's like a gambling addiction. Do you know what yes, I mean? Or, yes, or whatever, but, right? But these these games, like we have to be really honest. Like these yeah. games are once again, I know why we got into it, the pandemic. Like right. I don't know if this ever would have been introduced if he was in a regular, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in person setting. And I don't think I'm the only parent in this situation. No. Agreed. Maybe maybe you let your kid go on TikTok. 
Maybe you let them watch YouTube videos. Maybe you let them watch a video game, whatever that is. I sure. think there's a lot of parents who are in my position. And then it kind of gets to this point where it becomes, because our son is six, the game was always like a family game where mm-hmm. it was like mommy and daddy played with him or, oh, okay. you know, whatever. And then when it came to like this too, he wanted to do it all on his own. And, and his mood would become increasing. It was increasingly addictive to be on the device playing and yeah. increasingly moody mm. because of not winning at the game or us wanting him to get off the game. Right. It's like and a struggle, like a constant battle. Constant battle. So we were kind of always already aware of it. And then mm-hmm. it's one of those mornings at like 530 I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I hand him the phone and then I I start to hear the frustration. So like I'm waking up and I'm playing with him. And this is like at like 530 in the morning. (laughs) You're such a good mom. I know. (laughs) I know. And so it's like 540 in the morning now. And by 550, I'm like, I have like a raging headache. And I'm like, okay, I am 45 turning 46. I I am on my phone. I am on my screen. And the fact that because I'm doing this to my eyes first thing in the morning, I'm having such a severe reaction. Right. What is this six-year-old? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? What is this? So, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? To his develop, because his brain's developing, right? Like His brain is developing. We're fully developed. They are not. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it is where it was just like my husband and I, we've kind of already started talking about it because, you know what I mean? We want him to be at the park every single day. Mm -hmm. We want him and he's not wanting to do those activities. And so, um, and once again, it's a slippery slope. No one's freaking perfect. Like, the week that he really didn't want to play at the playground, I was like, oh, my God, I can get the dishes done. I can get the laundry done. Do right. you know what I mean? And, and this is it in, in where the problem lies for all of us because it's very easy if you need to get something done to give your kid a device. And um, as well as I think the kids kind of know it and they kind of work it and they kind of act worse because they know the – the more severe their behavior, the more likely the parent, like I just see as like kids is like, you know what I mean? Like those people who make like ice carvings where they're just kind of like chipping away at you, chipping away at you, chipping right. away at you. And, and I mean, in reality, we do give in, but it's like it, I, for us, what we had to do was start creating some structure around it. And so mm-hmm. what that meant for us is that like, okay, so like, we're at the park now. School gets out at two till probably between four and five o'clock every day after school. Um, so then that way it's like five o'clock. We're coming home. We're eating dinner. We're doing bath time. You're going to get some screen time, but now your screen time is reduced to about 30 minutes, max an hour at right. night. And then, like I said, in the morning, it means, you know, this morning we were playing Lego guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? At 6.30 in the morning. But it's like, it's like, okay, like, this is what we need to like, this is just, it's not fun for me. I really wish I could sleep in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's, it's what we have to do. And for us in our family, um, so right now, um, our San Diego Zoo has significantly increased in prices. Mm. But Legoland, which is in Carlsbad, is like $15 a month, which is like totally inexpensive. So well, don't you tell people about Legoland. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I love Legoland. <laughs> you, you, you all just stay away from Legoland so we can go and have fun. I'm kidding. Yeah. 
but it, and so we got passes and so now every Lovely half life. day that's nice. where, once again because he's getting out at noon and yeah be, and, and it's just about recognizing I think that there's the the two part to it is recognizing where where the kid is having trouble right where the, where the issues yeah coming yeah, from yeah. where the issues coming from and what is it that you can create as a parent that will be enjoyable for your child that will be enjoyable for you as a parent like I like to sit on a blanket and have my kid go play like yeah you know what I mean and so what is enjoyable for you as a parent what's enjoyable for your kid and and how can you create it we also got him into karate which is nice hilarious so that's awesome (laughs) yeah and, and and for Diego because he is autistic he's not very good in group sports and he gets very overwhelmed so like okay Whenever we go anywhere and it's a big group, he immediately has to be by himself mm-hmm. for about a good five to 10 minutes before mm-hmm. he's willing to participate. And I'm not, I, I, like I said, in group sports, it, that would be a bit overwhelming for Right. Him. Yeah. If it was like a soccer game and you had to go practice and get in the game and yeah. Yes. Kind of- yes. That would be very difficult for him. So that's where it's like for us, group sports haven't necessarily been the answer. Right. Yeah. But karate's like a, you know, class of like 10 yeah. kids and one instructor and there's no, you're not playing an opposing team. It isn't like requirements yeah, about- of you. It'd be fun to see him try golf too. Yes. Yeah. So golf and then swimming. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to be looking into some swimming stuff because he's a great swimmer. And so, yeah, he is right. Yeah. Yes. And so it's just kind of like, what are the things your kids enjoy? What's the thing as you as a parent, I can totally sit out there Why my kid is practicing golf. I could totally sit out right. there while my kid is on a swim team, like, you know, and, and get other parents like that you like, that your kid's friends with or that you enjoy and say, hey, let's take this class together yeah. so we could sit and chat and catch up because no one has time anymore. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's the time to do that. I know. And you lose that when your children are older because then you're just dropping them off, right? So it's yes. a whole different world when your kids get about middle school. You know, um, it is middle school because there's so many less um, chances to fewer chances to be able to volunteer or see them do anything at school. Like it's, it's, I love middle school, but it's such a bummer when you, when you leave elementary, um, if you're into that stuff, which I am. So like with my girls in the phone, we, they don't get it in the morning until right before they go to school. So they don't have it. Um, and then when they get home from school, I put an alarm on my phone at three 30. So they get about 30 minutes to be on it. And then they don't get it till five. And then I have another alarm and I don't put an alarm for when they can come get it. They come, they know when five o'clock is. Like, yeah. 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 Oh no. They're, they're figuring they're out. on that. Like Sienna will be like sauntering into my room at like four fifty. like, Hey mama, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, it's almost five. And then, um, I have an alarm on my phone at seven so that they give it back at seven and, and it goes to bed. Are we a hundred percent on that? No. Was yes. I getting, um, was I doing something with Sienna last night and Scarlett was at home and she still had her phone and I didn't text Kevin cause I was busy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that happens. But you know, I figure if I can do three or four days a week that I I'm pretty accurate there, then that's, you know, that's a good thing. Um, the, the challenge with teenagers, especially during the pandemic as well, that was their way to communicate. So I know. when you took your phone from them, it felt like punishment and I didn't want it to feel that way, but I also didn't want them to be on TikTok and looking at, you know, comparing themselves to people and what is, you know, what are people supposed to look like and all that bullshit that goes on. And so Sienna 
um, she hasn't asked, which is funny because we allowed Scarlett to go on TikTok with like parental, you know, whatever, um, at 13 and Sienna just turned 13. She hasn't asked about it yet. So I should ask her. Um, and then I do notice like, yeah. How did you set up that conversation with Scarlett? Because that is like, as human beings, it's natural to compare what, Mm -hmm. what we have to do is kind of create how we shouldn't do that like why why like how did you have that conversation I think it's just like we talk about mental health on our on our pod on our podcast it's ongoing yeah so it's 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 every day it comes up to some extent you know or someone like Sienna will be telling me a story about someone in middle school and that they were different and someone said this or that and so we just talk about well how do you think that made him feel and how does it you know how do you feel and so it's ongoing so it's it's when Oprah says that all parents are teachers, I think all parents are counselors. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Not only are we, I feel like I'm counseling or being a sounding board and or a therapist more than I am being a teacher. Like, I feel like they have a ton of teachers, you know? So for me, I always feel like I wanted to be a therapist and now I'm, uh, I'm working for free <laughs> for, for not only my for teenage girls, <laughs> but my husband and my and my friends, right? So yes, yeah, you know, free advice. I'm Lucy, but I don't even get a quarter. Is it a quarter, a nickel? I can't remember on the peanuts <laughs> where it was advice and nickel or something. But but yeah, it's it's you know it's hard when when they want to you know talk back and forth with their friends and and we don't have that phone in the corner of the kitchen. Remember, like when yes. when someone would call and you would and as a parent you could listen in to what they were talking about, you know. Um, and the only other way they communicated was maybe notes in class and obviously at school and, and things like that. So it's very tricky. I do take a look at their texts um, randomly. Yeah. I'll just start pulling some up and reading a few things um, just just to make sure I'm still in the loop of, you know, what's going on. I think that's completely um, I, I don't feel like I'm invading their privacy on that. I feel like that's an earned privilege to be able to have a phone. And right. if and if I was able to hear conversations all the time, then I, you know, probably wouldn't need to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, I just do it randomly. I don't do it all the time. And I just and it's, you know, pretty funny. I mean, it's cute. But um, at least at this point, it's cute. Yes, and, and exactly. hopefully, you know, I feel like we've created like back to your question. How do we have that conversation? I feel like we've created as much as we can a space where when we, when, when they get in the car after school, they just, you know, start telling me stuff. And, and I think because I listen and I shut up, like, so if you have teenagers, just shut up, like, let them talk. Like, because if you're asking constant questions and you're butting in and you're, and you're jumping over their words, they're not going to get to the story. (laughs) Like they're starting off with the like homework and the so-and-so in class they'll start to tell you really deep stuff if you, if you just shut your mouth. So that's my advice to uh, parents of teenagers, just shut up. and listen. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, and I think that's great because yeah. it's like, for me, it's like, I feel like I'm trying to pull words out of my kids. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just like, and then, and what happened next? And, right. and so um, that's and great advice and it's different. as he grows older. Yeah, for sure. And it's different two with with different kids right Scarlett and Sienna very different so and Diego's different everybody's got their own beautiful unique brain and so um Sienna like Scarlett will Scarlett gives me play-by-plays right so she will tell you what happened in every class and just that's what she does Sienna often will be 
I'll say, instead of saying, how is your, like, if I say, how was your day? And she doesn't really say much, then I'll say, you know, then I'll say, do you have a lot of homework? And then that might spark a conversation. And then I'll say, and then if it's really quiet, I'll say, did something, did, was there anything funny that happened today or anything awful, you know? And so we kind of do that, but, and then I get, and then I let it go. Cause she'll come back around and, and talk when she wants to talk. Um, and I also love, I'm like the only parent that walks my kid up to middle school because I freaking love hearing those kids talk. And I walk to, and I walk to pick her up as far I get out of the car, I walk and I sit down and it's, I'm not on my phone. I'm not like sitting in my car. I'm listening to the kids' conversations as they go by and you can learn a lot <laughs> by doing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and just, I, I think that's great things just to be talking about later too. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? With your kids as well. It's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I and you don't, and you don't know these kids like you did in elementary school, right? You're not doing yeah. like the parties and different things like the after school, like you're just, you're just not. So the only time you get to be around other kids and actually know who's who is by doing that is by getting out of your, you know, get out of your car, sit down and watch your kid walk up one day. Like, and yeah, your kid might not like it, but so what your kid doesn't like a shit ton of things that you do. And that's what being a parent is. It's not being right. liked all the time, you know? Right. And, and <laughs> what is it that you need to do as a parent to like give yourself self care? Yeah. So that that way, when your kid is a jerk, because let's, let's be honest, it happens. <laughs> yes. It's, it, I mean, it's a teenager's job to push boundaries and learn yes. who they are. So I, I'm constantly telling myself that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly like, okay, they're supposed to be doing this, right? This is healthy, but it needs to be done in, in, with as much respect as possible. So that's, that's always kind of the, yes. you know, the, the space that I'm starting from is, is respect. So, right. Um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but we will, I'll look at Kevin like the son of a gun. If she, just, <laughs> <laughs> if she looks at me when I tell her I'm making pasta and it's not the one that she wants and she turns her nose up at me, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I have to practice being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yelling into your pillow in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Going on for a walk, right? Walking outside and just breathing. So. Yes, yes, exactly. You and know what? And it's, and it's funny because you and I uh, were thinking, okay, what are we going to talk about this week? And what, the first thing that popped in my head, and it's kind of now at, at our conversation to this point, and I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Radical Acceptance. Okay. No, tell me about radical acceptance. So my, I work with a woman named Vicki and she's awesome. And she is, she's been, um, in social work and she's a case manager. She's been in education for most of her career. She's just, uh, she's just a gem. She's just such an awesome person and such a perfect person to work with. And, um, she brought up, have you guys heard of radical acceptance? And it's really meaning to just having a conscious effort, acknowledging and honoring different difficult situations and emotions. So for instance, it's, and there's a woman named Tara Brack who wrote a book called Radical Acceptance. It's like awakening the love. Let's see, what is it? It's, it's a way, and I want to read it. I haven't read it, but it's just been on my mind this week, just radical acceptance. Um, so it's, it's like this for me, my parents are getting older. Yes. My parents will not be here for, you know, maybe the next, I don't know, five to 10 years of my life, I'll probably lose one or both of my parents. That's radical acceptance because that's so hard to think about, but it has nothing to do with me. Right. It's not my fault. It is not, 
anything I should be guilty about. It's not anything I should scramble to try to like make everything perfect for them in every moment right now, because it's going to happen. It's right. Right. It's radical acceptance when your spouse is doing something that is fully them and their personality. And it's not something that you love. You just, but you're like, that has nothing to do with me. That's them. Like I am, I'm just radically accepting that I have no control over that. So it's embracing your life with the heart of a Buddha is what the name of the, uh, the like underlying name of the book is. And this week it's honestly helped me because. Oh, wow. That's right. Great. Yeah. We went to see my, my aunt came into town from Texas on Tuesday night. We went over to my parents and it's not usually as hard for me to see my mom, but when I see my dad, a lot of times it's difficult because he's just in a way different place. And he kind of got a little dressed up and he kind of was in a better mood because Linda was there. Right. So, and then once she left, he got kind of a little, he was still good, but he was kind of more mopey. Right. He was telling us all the things that are wrong in his life, which is just joyful. And, and I just was like, this, it didn't make me anxious because I'm like, this is him. I'm just radically accepting the fact that this is him and this is what he's going to do. And I can just shut my, you know, I can shut my ears off and then I, and then I get to go home and not, and not be here. Right. So it's, it's me and the guilt that I'm always dealing with, with my parents. Should I be doing more? What could I be doing more? Like blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And just saying, you know what, like my mom's arms, not in the best place right now because she needs rehab, but she's been calling or not following up. And I'm like, what should I be doing? Right. Should I be calling the doctor? Should I be yes. doing this? this that? And I'm like, you know what, maybe she's not ready to get her arm worked on. Like, yeah, there's only so much I can do. So right. I'm just radically accepting that that is not my, like, that's not my responsibility. Like every bit of things that are wrong with the people around me or challenges that are going through there, that's not all my, it's not all my responsibility. And that is just feeling this week has, has a light, it's just, I, I feel like a weight has lifted. Well, and, and I think that that is our job as, as women, like a lot of times that's where, um, we kind of get ourselves into a negative place. Mm -hmm. um, and whether that is emotionally, whether that is physically, like I am definitely someone that it's like when I am going through something like, you know, I used to, you know, whatever, be able to go out for a walk or journal yeah. or meditate yeah. or do energy clearing. Well, guess what? I got a six-year-old and I can't <laughs> get into a very calm, quiet place <laughs> with him. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, and I know that'll change and I'll know he'll get older, yeah. but it, it, it is, it is exactly that. Like, I mean, just like accepting that this is who they are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't affect me. This is, this is a time in life. Yeah. I, I will show up and do the things that I'm capable of that work for me. Because mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the second piece and then just let it go. Yeah. So I, I really think that that's a really, really um, great tip is we just kind of go in this like evolve from this mm -hmm. post pandemic world evolve from these mental health issues that were, uh, were already bad. And now I think that they've been magnified. And, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are just dealing with a lot of different things. Yeah. And also like, do you, like you're talking about like, like, get your kid to see a therapist. If you want, if you feel yes. like your kid needs to see a therapist, there are really low price therapy options in most areas. Look them up, like visit Miss Google and look it up and, and get your child, you know, either on zoom or in person, whatever you feel comfortable with, reach out to the school and ask if there's some resources. There are, there are ways to, to get 
help. Um, and, and I think just, you know, the first step is, is being brave enough to ask for it. Yes, yes, exactly. And you know what I mean? There's people too that it's like, you know what I mean? It could be play therapy you do with yep, your right? kid. Art therapy. Uh-huh. Art therapy, yes. It could be, you know, whatever, a new project that you guys are working on together. Like, you know what I mean? There's there's so many different things that you could do in regards to try to recreate that that connection that, you know what I mean? We or all- the, spa- the safe space to, you know, let out and like, like let off the steam and, and you know, get the emotions kind of out out yeah. of your little head or body or whatever. Well, exactly. and, and my therapist is also, she, she only works with women and children. So, um, I've been on zoom with her for two years and I finally got to meet her in person this week oh, and it was, awesome. oh my God, it was so cool. And it was, sh- she sent me like my favorite text of the week and it was, hi, um, I'm so looking forward to seeing you. This is just kind of how she talks. That's why I'm talking like this. Do you mind if I bring my dog Miso? Um, she's in train, like she's training to be a therapy dog. And I was like, that's what the best thing I've heard all week. I yeah. love dogs like more than most humans. And I was like, um, yes, bring as many dogs as you want. <laughs> yes. I was like, I get to see you in person and I get to see your dog. I'm like, this is fantastic. So yes. <laughs> I went to her space. You would love it. It's so beautiful and open. And there's, you know, all the tables for the, like the kids and where they do the art therapy. And, and then Miso was there. That's her doggy. And she's a Havanese and she loved me. And I was like, I want to take your dog home with me. And it just was... <laughs> It was so lovely. And we talked about radical acceptance and we talked about, you know, guilt and my aging parents. And we talked about all the things, you know, that we could get in 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 the 50 minutes and and a couple other things too, that I'll actually bring up in the next, maybe our next episode about um, some other therapy methods that my colleague Vicky was talking about that. Oh um, yeah. Yes, I know. Right. So ongoing kind of Hey, teaser, you want to hear about the, the other stuff we want to, we, we've been talking about, you got to listen next week, yes, but we want to, exactly. I think we want to end this one with a Des Diggs, right? Yes. And so, um, another, uh, May is also, um, pan Asian, um, empowerment month or, um, you know, the same celebration, we, right? Yeah. Celebration. Yeah. Um, and, and I just think as, as a community, as a whole, the, um, pan Asian community has been someone who's been targeted, unfortunately, because of coronavirus that came out of China. People did not bring it here. So um, along those lines, what is it that you can do? Can you smile at someone? Can you help them with their groceries if they're elderly? Can you stick up for someone? You know, teach your kids how to stick up for someone if, mm-hmm. um, if they're being uh, teased on the schoolyard because of it. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? What are all of these different things that we can do? Um, you and know also I mean? maybe look up and learn some stories about, about, um, you know, the Asian and Pacific American heritage or something like that. You know what I mean? Maybe exactly. share a story, learn, like educate yourself a little bit. Right. Exactly. And like I said, you know what I mean? Family movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good idea. You know what I mean? There's, there's just all kinds of different ways that we can support you know what I mean whatever get yeah read a from book. a local restaurant right read a, read a book, book by an Asian author yeah, yeah. visit a museum get crafty exactly. movie night yeah cook together that's another cool way to do it right like cook something together um your Absolutely. favorite Asian dish at home and, and maybe look up where they came from right like we have we have these gluten-free pot stickers that are the best 
they're so good. And cause I can't get pot stickers anywhere. Right. So we make them yeah. at home all the time. And like, I don't know where pot stickers came from. Like I should look that up with the girls. Right. Exactly. And, and just in my, my personal wheelhouse, um, Italian pasta came from China. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, well, there's a big argument there, girl. You can start, you will start a war. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so um, it's called Down the Noodle Road and it's by Lisa Ling <laughs> oh, on, very cool. on CNN. And so um, it's just a really interesting, um, as you kind of explore into, you know, Pan-Asian heritage, all of yeah. the rich history and how many things are currently in your household that you had no idea that right? came that from. Were inspired. Sure. Yes, exactly. That were inspired by that. So yeah. that's um, a great thing to say. You know what I mean? Uh, and just in regards to supporting different communities, supporting different communities of color, and just, you know what I mean, becoming a, a well rounded person. For sure. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so um, yeah. So, right. We're like, thanks for joining us. As always, remember, we're here for you. Reach out to us, send us a message, comment, like, whatever. We're here. Yes, we definitely want to hear from you. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and don't forget to rate our podcast so more chicas can tune in. Exactly. So cheers to staying spicy, maybe with a spring roll or a pot sticker. Exactly. (laughs) And a little sweet with some yummy dipping sauce. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we will chat with you next week. Bye for now. Bye.